Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Are you looking for a podcast about not getting your favorite taco? Then you must be thinking of another podcast. Good evening, Kelsey. Good evening, Robert. How are you today? Well, I'm doing fine and fabulous. How are you? I'm doing awesome. Awesome. I got all kinds of new podcast material in here. Okay, what you got? I got a new boom arm finally catching up to you. Fancy. Well, so the main reason I never got one is my old desk could never support it. Yeah, you didn't have like a lip on it, right? Yeah, and now I have like this this just edge that really serves no other purpose than for that to go there. Okay. So I was like, I could do this. I found one for a good price, and I'm joining the world. So hopefully I sound a little different, maybe a little better. I don't know. Maybe a little crispier? We don't know. Speaking of crisp sound, I've got some crisp sound on my end, too. What you got? So, NVIDIA, you know how we had downloaded NVIDIA RTX voice, like, when way it back first in the came day? out, way back in the day. Yeah. And because I have a GTX card, it was really not good on mine. Yeah. And we ended up just not using it. Mm-hmm. So they have actually modified the program to where it works on GTX cards well now. So only took them a whole year. Only took them a whole damn year. Um, hopefully I sound good. Hopefully there's no like cutting me out or anything. Fingers crossed. Yeah, like, I wonder how, how it's going to do. Well, so you know what? I've been using the like RTX voice stuff for a pretty good while, even after we kind of quit. I kind of yeah. went back to it. Um, the only real reason we ever thought it would be that good for you has never popped up lately. Richard on his computer back there playing Rocket League? No, nah, the truck man. Oh, truck man. Yeah, because I moved my fucking podcast studio. So like my studio used to be oh. on the front room. And Truckman okay. is across the alley, or not across the alley, across the across the street from me. Gotcha. And now I've like swapped offices with Richard, so mine is a more like interior room in the house, and he gets the front room. Gotcha. Because I was like, yeah. you know what? I never hear him. I never just hear that. Dude, you know, he just used to go out there every single day. It's like he knew we were going to start recording at like seven thirty, and just like. I just love that he would just sit in there though. Just for like 30 minutes at a time. I don't know what he was doing. He's like, gotta move the oil around in my truck. <laughs> Can't let like it sit. It'll die. Enormous lifted truck. I hate those guys that drive around in like a truck that's three feet too high. Yeah. No use for it, my man. Well, yeah, I'm excited to see how this works because uh, it, makes, it makes the editing of my track so easy. So like... If you're if you're telling a story and I'm just like <clears throat> and I get something stuck <laughs> in my throat, yeah, I, I just like cut that shit out. Just clip it on out. But now if you do it, most of the time I have to like 
copy some background noise from a different part of the show and I like splice it together so it never just gets quiet for a second. Yeah. And I wonder how to, how it's just going to sound because I've always heard that you need like an ambient sound in the back of your track. Yeah. And now we won't have one. So this will be an interesting test. So if there's a big lofty silence in here. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I thought, if there's a silence. Cricket, cricket. Cricket, cricket. Uh, I was always going to just like find a sound or just record like open air in this room. Yeah. There's an, there's an, there's an ambiance track in our program. And I was yeah, always just going like, to sp- spread it out for the length of the show, you know? What we should do is just like go out into the forest and like walk around, just get some ambient forest noise. And it's just us recording in the forest from now on. Yeah, that's Perfect. that's our shtick. Yeah. Well, cool. This is this is like a whole new world for us. Yeah, this is like the audio nerd section of the podcast. If you guys aren't into audio, so sorry you had to sit through all that, but we're excited. I mean, I guess I guess what good timing, because you know, we're hitting two years. We are hitting two years. Does that make you feel any kind of way? It makes me feel a lot of ways. <laughs> <laughs> because I've it doesn't feel it. like two years to me. It feels like longer, doesn't it? It does and it doesn't. Like, I don't know. I'm, I feel, I feel weird about it. Cause I'm like, wow, two years feels like a long time. And I was like, I was in such a different place in life two years ago. I know. You know? Yeah. And then I don't know. It just feels so like it's from a different time. I agree. Yeah. I mean, I feel like we have both always been doing this podcast and we are always brand new to this podcast. Like <laughs> we change stuff all the time. You know, we have different things come up and go out and just, yeah, it's, it's a very, it's, it's an evolving beast. And the fact that we're still learning about audio and getting new equipment, it just shows you that we're changing and growing. And exactly. It's a, it's a fluid thing. I'm thinking about when we first started, when we first debuted, you know, Uh uh-huh at my job we had tvs put up all around the office and that's where (laughs) i saw the whole notre dame thing going down right yeah so first of all those tvs have been torn down since then you were not allowed to watch the news in there i quit working at that job worked a different job come back to that job yep like so much has happened but i'm like but the show's just like only two years old it's not that old i know it's just our little toddler yeah, what better way than to celebrate with new equipment and new new software. And the same old beverages. Oh, yeah. Ah, so delicious. Ooh, so good. Ooh, wow. Ooh, what are you drinking? Dr. Pepper. Of course. Uh, I'm drinking mm. a mango seltzer, and it tastes a little oh. bit funky. Okay, you know what? Hold the phone real quick. Okay. Phone holding. You don't re- you don't typically drink sodas, right? Not really. I mean, if I'm out at a restaurant, I'll typically order a Diet Coke, but that's about it. Okay. Well, Coke had released this big giant bottle for like a little <laughs> bit of time. It was it was called Georgia Peach Coke. Okay, right? I remember you talking about those because it was fucking good. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, haven't found them in a long time. I don't yeah. think it's a thing now. Well. So my mom loved them. And she texted me like a few days ago. And she goes, you know what? They don't have the stupid Georgia peach anymore. 
but I found something else. Oh? I was like, okay, what'd you find? She said, I got me a mango Pepsi. Oh, what? What? And I must have it. I need that in my life. I'm conflicted. I think it sounds pretty good. I don't know, man. Mango is like, mango is such a peculiar flavor to me. Like, it can taste good and tropical, but it can also taste like a little bit rotten if it's done wrong. Yeah. Like, it it, it, very, it walks the line of, <laughs> like, dumpster and wonderful. <laughs> it's dumpster wonderful. Dumpster wonderful. Um, And I, I'm trying to, like, I'm sipping this now and trying to pair Pepsi with it in my mind's eye, in my okay. mind's tongue. And I don't know how I feel about it. Well, when's the last time you had a Pepsi? Do Whenever they don't have Pepsi. <laughs> Do you remember Pepsi? The taste of a long lost soda. The sweet brown upon my tongue. So before we move on from that, I want a quick, just go ahead and top three sodas. The top three browns. You ready? <laughs> okay. There's Coke, Pepsi, and Dr. Pepper. Rank those, please. Dr. Pepper, Coke, Pepsi. I don't know. No, I'm not sad. Okay. I don't know because Coke and Pepsi are both really good in their own right. And it's just whichever profile I'm wanting at the time. (laughs) I've heard that you're supposed to, I forget which one it is, but I think it's Coke you're supposed to drink like on the warmer side, like closer to room temp. And Pepsi is better when it's like ice cold. Okay. Those are like the optimal temperature profiles for those flavors to blossom upon your taste buds. Like sometimes I just want a Pepsi. But I will say this for Coke. When I drink Coke, I don't know how to describe it, but my teeth get this feeling. The little sweater. (laughs) Kind of like they feel like they could, like they get made of rubber and they can just like grind on each other. You know yeah, what I, mean? I know it's, exactly it's, what you mean. Yeah, it's a weird feeling. Coke gives me that every time. Yeah. Pepsi does not. I don't ever drink Pepsi. Like, I just don't. And now I'm questioning my rankings because I drink Coke way more than I drink Dr. Pepper. But Dr. Pepper is just so, like, unique and delicious. I mean, of But, course... like, my go-to brown is the Diet Coke. Okay. I mean, that might be your top, you know? That might be my top. But for me, just, like, flake... Well... <laughs> <laughs> I I actually think I'd put it the same because okay. I Pepsi I crave way less than Coke. Like I'll crave a Coke way more than a Pepsi. Yeah. But of course Dr. Pepper's always the go-to. I'm never without one. Yeah, like I always go for a Coke at a place and if they don't serve Coke, they're like is Pepsi okay? I'm like just bring me a Dr. Pepper. <laughs> oh, that's sad. <laughs> if I want something that's not Dr. Pepper, I'll take either one. That actually reminds me of a Dave Chappelle joke, which is one of my all-time favorite ones. Okay. Uh, He was talking about how people call him a hypocrite because he's done commercials for Coke and Pepsi. Oh, really? Yeah. He's like, like, I've done commercials for both. And honestly, can't tell the difference. (laughs) But Pepsi paid me last, so it tastes better. (laughs) Okay. And that's kind of how I feel with them. Just like they're both good. They're both good on their own. I don't think one is just clearly better than the other. I do. Well, I'm going to get me a mango Pepsi. I'm going to let you guys know because I think that sounds like 
delicious. Yeah, please report back on that one because I'm quite curious. I want to have a stream whenever we can get together again, which is very soon because you've just gotten your second shot. We should have, have a yes. soda stream and just like get a variety of different sodas <laughs> that we try oh them Oh my all. God, yes. I want that. I have wanted that. I want to have like a big, I don't know, eating stream where we just get weird shit and weird things to drink and then we just have a feast. Know what? Strange charcuterie with Yemtope. I'm going to go ahead, put that out there for everybody. Um, submit us some drinks you would like to see us try. Yeah. But then I'm going to ask you, how do you feel about drinks where it's like, like a sweetener type versus the actual cane sugar type? Do you think they taste that different? I do because I specifically like Diet Coke because it has aspartame in it. Yeah. Like... I don't like Splenda. The taste of Splenda makes me, I don't know, it just, it's not good to me. Okay. And I mean, the regular sugar versus cane sugar, I don't taste a huge difference. Like they have the, the Coke green or whatever that's got real sugar, oh, cane yeah. sugar, and it's just the same to me. I want to drink more like diet drinks like that. Yeah. But the aspartame stuff always gives me a headache, so I can't have it. Oh, really? Aspartame gives me a migraine of a headache every and time. That's um there's like one of those sweeteners. I forget which one it is. It's whatever is in crystal light does that to me. Yeah, so Coke used to have a Coke with Splenda. Yeah. And I never find it now, but I actually still have a twelve pack in my parents' fridge because <laughs> I bought some to take over there for some reason for me to have yeah. some. And they're still there, and I'm like, I'm saving these, but at some point, they're just going to go bad. Okay. You know, so I should just drink them. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Well, so you're a Coke gal. I'm a Coke right. gal. But so, like, I wonder if that would be something we would put in there, you know, like, Mexican Coke versus actual Coke, or would we just pick, like, one from every type of beverage, you know? Yeah. Let us know in the comments, people. Yeah, let us know. Write us something. You say so, yeah. let us know in the comments, but like in yeah. the podcast app, there's no comments. Yeah. I guess on the YouTube. We're on so many apps. Let us know in whatever vehicle you can. Exactly. Well, so what else is going on? Um. So have you been, I'm, I know that you're privy to the trend of Gen Z shitting on millennials. Yeah. It's kind of old hat at this point. I mean, we've talked on the show before about how you typically don't identify yourself as a millennial although you are seated like within the millennial generation quite firmly you know what i i can really speak about that okay <laughs> but yeah that was a big topic <laughs> that i had brought up before you're right yeah so we, we've discussed previously like we are both millennials and we are both pretty much stereotypical millennials i would say we have pretty much the standard millennial experience okay but um gen z just doesn't like us anymore <laughs> Uh, yeah, and I don't know why. That's kind of, a like, an issue that I'm having right now. <laughs> that sounds mean, but they are a very full-of-hate group of people. It's, I, yeah, <laughs> I'm just trying to, like, They don't like anything. They don't. It's, what I think it is, is, like, when we were children, like, when we were 13 and 12, it was, like, it was cool to hate shit, you know? And I kind of wonder if that's what we're seeing in Gen Z right now. Is like they're coming mm. of an age where it's like, it's cool to be edgy and not like things and to, to hate on other people for liking things. And like that for them is all yeah. being published actively online. Whereas 
for us, like we didn't have TikTok or Instagram or I mean, geez, we got Twitter. <laughs> I got Twitter fine. I mean, if a Gen Z is listening, you can call me old as fuck, but I got Twitter when I started college. Yeah, exactly. Same here. I mean, yeah. So we're seeing like young teenagers, you know, like 15 to 18, just like hanging out on TikTok and being generally poo-pooing <laughs> of our generation, <laughs> so, for lack of a better word. Because of all of that, I actually had this thought the other day. Okay. Because as you said, I, I have previously come on the show and been like, fuck millennials. I'm not one of that. <laughs> right. Right. And now you're like, fuck Gen Z. I am a millennial. <laughs> kind of. I'm like, I'm like, I have to defend this. I must defend my crowd. My because, at stake. because I think this is so wrong. <laughs> I think it's a little rude. I mean, they have a hashtag. It's hashtag bully millennials. And there's just a lot of it. Oh, well, I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, see, all right. So we were talking about it. Um, you know, they say that millennials always hated on like the baby boomer crowd, right? Yeah. I don't which... think we did. They I mean, hated on us. And then <laughs> it took like years and years for us to finally turn it around on them. We didn't. Yes. We didn't actively hate on them. They attacked us first. Right. I feel like it was more of a defense mechanism because we were known as like generation me. Like, look at me. I put my face on Instagram. I take selfies. I still live in my parents' basement because I can't afford to move out. But yeah. like, uh, I, but like, I don't know okay, why Boomer that didn't come around until so much later. Oh, yeah, for sure. I just think that it's kind of fucked up how millennials have been shit upon for having rough upbringings in a way like for for people who can't afford to move out of their parents homes like it's not due to them as a generation it's due to the crises that have been inflicted upon us like the housing boom and the recession and 9-11 yeah. and just like generally everything that we had to deal with as a child yeah i that kind of snowballed into creating this generation of like very affected 30 somethings at this point i'm wondering if we were too busy with all of that shit to be hating on another group we were just trying to make it through that stuff maybe i don't know everyone just doesn't want us to have avocado toast and like that's sometimes that's all we got you know <laughs> i mean i don't really want avocado toast but i like avocado toast i've never had it so i've never had it so yeah i see all of this stuff on TikTok. I haven't seen that hashtag, but I will definitely be looking that up when we're done. <laughs> okay. I mean, there's there's like a, a millennial core aesthetic. Like, you know, different aesthetics have core at the end of them, like cottage core, whatever. Okay. Every, everything has a core these days. I don't know where that came from. But yeah, there's like a millennial core apparently, and it involves like deep side parts and Ugg boots and leggings and skinny <laughs> jeans. And okay. I mean, that's kind of what, oh, where wait, I is, live. Is like that where the whole like middle part, side part thing came from that was on TikTok yeah. for a while? Yes. So that's like the core bit of why the bullying started. I think that was where that was where Gen Z started to pick us apart, and they were just like, "We think side parts are ugly, and we only do middle parts." And my God, dude, like, I just. <laughs> Dude, middle parts suck. They're they're ugly. I don't <laughs> I don't know how to like phrase it kindly, but like they're I mean, I'm fashion comes and goes, things ebb and flow and change with the wind and stuff. Like bell bottoms yeah. are coming back around for some reason and 
like so, the 90s grunge aesthetic is coming back into play. Well, and that was ours. Was and you're going to hate on us? <laughs> I know. That's like a big thing about middle parts is like they originated in the 90s with millennials and we got so sick of the middle parts because they were ugly and we were like what if we flip it over to the side to get more volume and now gen z is like fuck that we want the middle parts back you're ugly just slick it down slick it down i i swear to god millennials or gen z spends so much time trying to look ugly (laughs) the the flat greasy hair that's like frizzy is really in trend right now there's like no layering happening and i'm sorry i'm sorry gen z i don't want to shit on you guys because you're having your puberty literally online and that sucks for you but it's just it's not a good look and they all wear like huge baggy clothing we worked so hard for the right to wear jeans that fit our body in a way that is flattering and y'all want to wear just like big ugly tube jeans like a fucking jinko is gonna make a comeback (laughs) or something oh i can't stand it i I will wear skinny jeans until the day I die. I fought for my right to wear skinny jeans. Man, I don't like skinny jeans. I just hug too much. They're too on me. I love them. They're just touching everywhere all at once. I know my legs are fully contained. I mean, I don't want, I mean, you know, like, like trip pants, like huge pants, you know. (laughs) You don't want the big tube legs? No, but I mean, so I typically go for like the boot cut where the legs are just like a little bit wider, you know? Yeah. You got room like, for boots. Yeah, it's just like a little bit of room, but I don't want, yeah, like skinny jeans kind of bother me because yeah. half the time like, you can't move because they're just on you. They're just they're just in you. They're yeah. in you. I just hate that. all over you at once. There's no room for mystery. You know no. exactly what's inside. I hate that. <laughs> See, I don't belong anywhere, okay? I don't belong I think, anywhere. I think you're just a millennial with a, with a crisis. <laughs> That's all. But like, here's the thing about Gen Z from what I've noticed. They are just finding things to be mad at and hate. Yeah. I can't remember a time when millennial culture was, let's pick things apart from baby boomer time and tell them how much that stinks. It was I mean, always like, hey, quit being mad at us for being here. Yeah. And I, and, and we're not mad at Gen Z for being there. No. That's I the think thing. Gen Z's doing a good job. That was my other thing. Like, we were proud of you. We were rooting for you. We were. We were so proud you. of you. You were. You were supposed to be the chosen one. You were supposed to lead us in, into the light, not darkness. You guys led the whole like, get Trump off a of TikTok shit. Like you guys did things that we were like good shit, and then you got mad at us for no reason. Yeah. So like, what one, did we do? One big point of this hashtag bully millennial campaign is um, there's an uncredited tweet here that I would like to read. And it just says, y'all were supposed to be saving the climate, starting revolutions and shit. What did you contribute? Mumford and sons, a craft brewery on every corner. (laughs) So like, (laughs) I think that's why Gen Z, maybe that's where like another piece of this anger comes from. It's just the fact that like, there's so much social unrest right now. And a lot of it is just like the Gen Z kids are the ones that are out there actually doing the protest and making shit happen. And of course, millennials are also showing out in full force. I, I think from what I've seen on social media and stuff, but I mean, we are a little older. We got to go make the money so yeah. that you can go out and do that, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just, I think that they're kind of mad at the world right now and they're finding places to lash out and it's easy to make fun of a millennial who's like clinging to how much they identify with the Harry Potter house or whatever. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's, 
that's fair. It does suck to grow up online. Like, my puberty was not this visible, and I'm super thankful for that. <laughs> like, that kind of goes into the whole... I guess it's not the in, in the like inclusive thing, but like when somebody makes a tweet and then it comes back to haunt them later, you know? Yeah. All of this is going to come back to haunt them later. That's exactly how I feel. So like the next generation who they have currently named Gen Alpha, which I don't know if that's going to stick around or if they're going to come up with something better, but like, okay, basically the children of millennials. So like my sister's kids at this point, they're eight and under that's Gen Alpha. And I'm really curious to see, like, as they grow up, where they will start to pick apart Gen Z and what their childhoods are going to be like, you know? Yeah. Because, like, to have your childhood occur primarily in an online place, like, we were the last generation to grow up offline, essentially, right? Yeah. Like, partially offline, anyway. We we still, you know, played outside until the streetlights came on and whatnot. But I think... um I'm curious to see how much of Generation Alpha's childhood is going to be online, especially after the fucking pandemic and seeing that, like, oh, we can put everything online, actually. Yeah. Like, how is that going to affect the kids? And, like, what it's are they... It's going to be weird. It's going to be super weird. I'm really curious just to see what the current state of the world is doing to the current state of children. <laughs> well, see, you made me think about it where you were talking about people growing up online. And I just yeah. thought, like, if, like, we made a mistake, it probably just happened outside with our friends, and people's minds tend to forget over time. Yeah, it wasn't, like, in a viral Instagram post that, but like... <laughs> if you have it recorded and documented, you can't forget it now, you know? Yeah. You're and always it... going to be haunted by some tiny little thing that you did. It will follow you forever. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I worry about for, for kids... I feel weird saying like kids these days, but I mean, that's what it is. You know, we're, we're in our thirties now and now we're like looking at newer generations coming up and just kind of comparing how they're growing up to how we did it. And just kind of, I just think from a, from a perspective of a watcher, it's going to be interesting to see where these people end up and what they'll end up regretting. I mean, I've, I've given it much thought for, for when I have a child. Yeah. I don't want them to have a phone for kind of a while. I don't think kids really need phones, right? Like you don't. You don't need a phone if you're going to be just at school. Like I didn't get my first cell phone until I got a job. I In was high 16. School? Yeah. Okay. See, I didn't get mine until probably around the same age, but it was more of like an emergency thing. Exactly. I had like a Nokia brick that I took even to middle school, I think, but I was not allowed okay. to even turn it on, <laughs> much less like text anybody unless it was an emergency. Yeah. So I remember like the day I got text messaging, I was like, I can just send my Words? thoughts to my friends <laughs> yeah. at any time of day via text messaging. This is fascinating. And then I got picture messaging and I was like, holy shit, look at this dog. And oh just... my God. I know. And now we just throw shit around like it's nothing. Mm hmm. You know? No, there's like six different apps that are all the fucking same. And they all I, just, there's just words and pictures and people coming at you all the time. Yeah. See, that's why I don't really do a lot of it. There's just, because there's too much. Yeah. Everybody's on there. The world is trying to get you to look at them, you know? Yeah. That's too many people to look at. 
it's it's a lot. That's a lot of people. That's why I had to take TikTok off my phone. <laughs> I don't mind TikTok. That's 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 still fun for me. But yeah. I don't ever get on Instagram. I never get on Facebook. I never get on Twitter. It's pretty much just TikTok. Yeah. I think I'll always be in whatever the newest one is because there's <laughs> You're just going to constantly like hop to the new app. Well, because it's not like overtaken yet, you know? Yeah. I mean, TikTok's going to get there and then I'll have to move on. I really I know this is cliché, but I just miss Vine. See, I didn't ever watch Vine back in the day, so I, I kind of missed like, out. I never got into Vine until it was about to go away. I had like a good 6 months with Vine. <laughs> it was I, good, man. I know all of my Vine from YouTube. Yeah. I think Vine is such a different medium from TikTok. It's supposed to be like in the same vein, you know, TikTok is the new Vine, but you have like Oh, but it's not the same. It's not the same. In TikTok, you have like a minute to just ramble on, do your little dance or like point at words that appear on the screen and make weird faces and shit. Yeah. Whereas with Vine, it was it was just about the bizarre humor and you had six seconds to get your point across. There was no like long rambling story or anything. Yeah. It was just like, here is the funny part. <laughs> and that's but, it. Yeah. Here's the punchline. Don't worry about the joke. Yeah. And you're like, ha, ah, that was good. Because of TikTok, I've watched one that like really made me think about kids with their phones and stuff today. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I never want that to be a thing. So it was this lady, she was a teacher and she was talking about these kids in her class. And she was like, my God, like the critical thinking skills of kids in school today are so bad. Because as soon as you take a device away from them, their brain doesn't think of anything. Really? Their brain creates nothing. So like if, if you were to go on a road trip to like, let's say go see grandma right? Okay. <laughs> you pretty much sat in the back seat and had to stare out the window and think yeah. of your own shit, right? Yeah, just watching the scenery, making up stories. Yeah, kids don't do that. They have a tablet and could just watch a movie or a TV show. They don't know how to think within their own mind. Hmm. And that scares me that you can't, like, have your own voice in your head. Yeah, that's a little bit weird. I feel like I'm kind of the opposite of that. Like, you put a device in my hand and I just shut down. Like, I'll just scroll. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's the thing. Like their brains turn off because now they're just feeding from the device. Their brain doesn't create anything. It's solely intaking, right? Yeah. That's why I don't want my kid to have a phone for a while. I I want your brain to come up with stuff first <laughs> and then have have a device later, you know? Yeah, that's a pretty like I don't know, doomsayer thing to to think about though. Like I don't think children are going to be completely ruined by having a cell phone. I think I think it's important for kids to have access to cell phones, but not like I wish we had the version of a Nokia brick to give to a child. You know, like this is your emergency cell phone that you can use to call me and perhaps text a little bit. Yeah. But but like, okay, if I were to ask you now, what does a kid do for fun? What would you say? Watch Netflix, play on a tablet. Exactly. Every fucking kid has a tablet. It drives me nuts. Yeah. They just sit there with a device. That's it. Yeah. My sister's kids are so good about not having devices. Like they have toys and they play and they're imaginative. Good. Okay. Awesome. See, that's what I want for like my kid, you know? Yeah. That kind of goes into like what we're talking about with Gen Z. Everything they do is like in that phone. Yeah. The whole world, they're growing up and their imagination only exists through the phone. Right. 
you know, and that's crazy to me. Yeah. I mean, phones are such an important device about growing up, though, because, like, that's where your friends live. Like, I have so many fucking friends that just live in my phone, you yeah. know? Like, that's that's where the entertainment is. So I don't fault kids for wanting to have phones or for leaning on them in times where they're bored. But well, yeah. at the same time, you know, you do you do want them to grow up and have critical thinking skills and imagination and stuff. Yeah. It's hard to, like, take that idea and apply it to an entire generation. Like, I don't want to say the entirety of yeah. Gen Z is like that, you know? Well, yeah. I just want to make sure that there's, like, a separation of it, you know? So, yeah. Like, your world isn't the device. Right. Back to Gen Z bullying us and stuff. Okay. There is one that... There, there is one... So far, I haven't seen much. Like, I saw the, the middle part side part thing but uh-huh i don't really have parts so i guess i didn't think about it so i just went by you know i want to see you try to middle part your hair god no i would never <laughs> you look like a 90s boy with like the the weird bangs that came down you know like the Dude, leo my hair my hair's never it's been side parted it has never been middle parted it probably wouldn't know what to do you never had like a bowl like, cut happen. as a kid that had like a big side part or i mean a big center part no, I just had the bowl cut and just hair was there. <laughs> like, it was always more just combed forward. Okay, not, yeah. Not really ever parted. You like know? the entire head was made of bangs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I look like uh, an Animal Crossing person, you know. <laughs> but uh, there's one thing that I've seen of them being mad at us that I did want to talk about. Okay. The only one that I've seen that like really bothered me. And it didn't bother me at first. It was because of one comment that I read. Okay. It's them hating on us for liking Disney movies. Oh, man. <laughs> because I don't understand why. Now, I can understand if you're like, yeah, it's a little weird to like wear mouse ears to bed every night. Yeah, that's fucking weird. Or something, right? But they simply don't like that we like Disney at all. Yeah, so you had sent me this article, and I thought it was going to be a thing where, like, millennials don't like those weird Disney adults. Because, like, there are weird Disney adults, you know, that are, yeah. like, they're a little too old to be acting like such a child at the park. I, I struggle to say this because part of me wants to say, like, let that person live their truth and be yeah. free, you know. Let them act like a child if it brings them joy. But at the same time, like, I can see why it's perceived as weird. <laughs> To what extent? Like, like if I go to the park and I see Mickey and I cry, is that, like, too much? No, because I, I cried when I went to Disney and I saw Mickey. Because, like, I'm not going to cry when I see him. I would just be like, ah, it's Mickey. That's cool. I mean, my cry was a little bit due to fear, but... <laughs> <laughs> you're so weird. You're so big. You're so big. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. It's I walk the line on that one because... Like, I get, like you said, wearing mouse ears to bed every night and making your whole identity Disney because I feel like there's a lot of, there's a group of people that do that. Like, they have, yeah, they have like weekender passes and they go to Disney every single weekend and they just like yes, know the performers and they're besties with Mickey and just that's their identity is vlogging about Disney. Yeah. But there's, I, I don't see any problem at all with like going and getting a tattoo of Simba or, 
you know, wearing clothes of the movies that we grew up with, like Aladdin or something. It's all pretty yeah. benign. I don't think there's harm in enjoying animated movies or movies, any movie, any content made for a child, for that matter. Yeah, because that's the thing. They, It kind of started with like this Disney adults as if like they were like a separate breed. Like you were saying, where like they go see them like every day or they watch a Disney movie every night, you know? Yeah. To like... I think there's a difference between like an obsessive extent to going, yeah, yeah, I enjoy that content, right? Right. There's like getting a Simba tattoo and then there's having a Simba themed bedroom complete with like his pillow on your face or his, yeah. his face on your pillow. <laughs> but you're going to tell me that you're going to come at us for that because here's the thing. I read a comment in a video that Taylor had showed me, right? Uh-huh. And this person said, yeah, I would never be associated with one of those Disney-loving freaks. And I was like, wow. I was like, okay. But in my mind, I had a thought like, I bet this is what you are. I went to their profile, and they proved me exactly right. You ready? <laughs> okay. Because Gen Z wants to shit on us for liking Disney. And I didn't know if it was because it was a cartoon. Because Gen Z is all about anime. Oh, yeah. They fucking brought us the ooh-woo culture. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> You're going to tell me it's any more okay to be the fucking ooh-woo shit than just liking Disney? Man. Like, yeah. are, you, are you for real with me right now? That's exactly it. And that's another thing about, like, that's part of their pubescence happening on the internet. Like, we had weird obsessions as teenagers. Like, my Invader Zim phase. Holy God, I'm glad that wasn't on my Instagram. Oh, man, that was a thing. <laughs> That was a thing. So everybody knew the Doom song or whatever. Oh, you know? oh yeah. I still know the Doom song. <laughs> I just I think that it's something that every generation goes through. And I think also a part of it is that they don't want to be bunched in with millennials. Like they don't want to be referred to as millennials. They want to make their own way. So they're like, I'm not a millennial. I hate millennials and here's why. And they're just just finding arbitrary things to not but you're like, Gen you know? Z. You're, you're like not with us already. <laughs> That's the whole point of this. Yeah. But yeah, so I clicked on that person and they, their whole TikTok was only posting about anime. Imagine that. But I can't like Hercules because that movie's fucking dope. Right. Like, I, it's such a nonsensical argument that they bring forward. Those who live in anime houses should not throw animated stones. Exactly. Like, I don't hate them for liking anime, and I don't hate the uwu stuff. Yeah. That's their thing, and I'm fine with that. Wear your vampire fangs and your oh cat ears and be happy, right? <laughs> but, like, I don't have a problem with them, except that you you threw a rock at me first. Yeah. That's my only problem. Because I do fucking like Disney, and I like Disney a lot. I do, too. I like almost every movie that I've seen. <laughs> we had an entire episode about how much we love Disney. <laughs> yeah. Now, I don't have any Mickey Mouse ears. I've never been to Disney World. I don't even own them all on Blu-ray. You know? Yeah. But damned if I probably don't know every single song. You right. Know, just because I do. I, I mean, I think on the last show, the very last show, I said how... Hakuna Matata was in my head for no reason. <laughs> yes. Zero reason. And I just was taking a shower. Just Hakuna Matata. <laughs> yeah. But I just don't see why 
that's the thing you want to fight on when you have a cartoon obsession that's way bigger than ours. Yeah. I do have one thing about Gen Z that kind of bothers me. Okay. They're really quick to cancel. And I know we've talked so much about cancel they culture the, on this show. Aren't they the ones that basically came up with the cancel stuff? As far as I can tell, maybe. I don't know. I just think that they're they're looking, they're finding their political voices and they're trying to come up with stuff to say, like, this is bad. Therefore, the entirety of it is bad, you know? Yeah. So I don't know if you knew this, but I didn't. So Gen Z recently tried to cancel Eminem. Uh, yeah, yeah. I was not aware of this. Like, literally, Eminem has a whole, like, a whole album and a whole shtick about how you can't cancel him and how he's so edgy. Yeah. The FTC won't let him be. <laughs> like, that's his, that's his whole vibe. That's his thing. That's his theme. Yeah. And Gen Z, like, found the song Love the Way You Lie by uh, Eminem and Rihanna. Yeah. Um, so it was in 2010, so I guess at this point it's an older song, but uh, there's there's a lyric in there that says, if she ever tries to leave again, I'm going to tie her to the bed and set this house on fire. Mm-hmm. And Gen Z is just like, I can't believe that someone would write this song about violence to a woman and keeping her in a toxic relationship, but like... Literally, 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 that is every song out there on the radio right now. If you really dig into it, like there is just so many songs that are written by young performing artists about just like violence, bad relationships and how you can't get away from them and you keep going into them because it's like it's stuff that people relate to. And it's not a crime to write a song with a lyric that expresses a feeling like that. Because well, you're not acting yeah. on it, right? It's not advocating. It's not. The song is not about him tying her to a bed and setting the house on fire. It's about yeah. like a, a rough relationship, and I mean, passion in the moment feeling. Yes, and that's that's exactly what Rihanna said because she, you know, survived abuse at the hands of Chris Brown for several years, and that relationship was really tumultuous and terrible, and. Yeah she said of the song she was like it was just authentic it was real like it's about the cycle of domestic violence it's a powerful song it touched a lot of people and i i think it's a it's a good anthem for that (laughs) yeah um how is that different than before gen z was born do you not remember how rap was under like such a thing because they were like every song is just about drugs sex violence yeah (laughs) there was like a big magnifying glass on rap for a long time it was like purely cancel rap it's it's simply violent music yeah was like the whole stigma on it you know they didn't they didn't like found the first time that there's been a lyric in a song that's not great you know yeah but that's the point of songs they're feelings they're usually like an intense feeling right i like there's there's just songs about everything literally everything there's songs about suicide drug use abuse like there's like like pick any terrible thing that has happened to anybody in their life there's a song about it and it's not a song to advocate for it yeah it's not the music is not about like (laughs) eminem's music in particular there's like some problematic stuff in there for sure but he's not advocating for the abuse 
of anybody. <laughs> yeah, it's not like promoting it like this is good. Yeah, <laughs> you're it's not glamorizing it by any means. It's yeah. it's literally just like a raw emotional song. Exactly. And... Taylor loves him. I I love him too. I think he's so good. I I think Eminem has just he's he's built a personality on being like most like, of his songs are on the funny. verge of stuff. Yeah. And they're intended to be funny. Like the they're not supposed to be taken at face value. And for God's sake, Eminem invented one of Gen Z's favorite words. He came up with stan culture. Okay. Like, you know the song Stan, right? No. Oh, it's one of his best songs. Dude, it's, uh, I don't really listen to Eminem. I love Eminem. I love him so much. <laughs> I, don't I don't know why. I don't really do rap too much, though. Oh, I think it was just like never my thing. He's got away with words, but <laughs> yes, he he's does. got he's got a song called Stan and it's about um, he has a fan who's kind of a stalker. And that's where the, the word Stan comes from is he's a stalker okay. fan. OK, and that's just like the word that Gen Z uses for everything. Everything. Like yeah. K-pop stands and just everybody has stands. Yeah. Ariana Grande stands. But um, yeah, I, I don't think Eminem is cancel worthy and can't this whole thing like really bounced off of him. He was like, oh, I mean, yeah, he did. I care. write my stuff because it's supposed to be funny. <laughs> yeah. And everyone was like, we don't care. Cancel you. And he was like, I just don't have time for this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, Taylor brought that up to me. Um, he's still out there making music, doing doing his thing. That reminds me of a song like so every song can get in trouble for shit like this. There was a song that I heard on. Do you remember when Samsung first came out with like the Galaxy stuff and they put out that that music program called Milk? No, you don't remember this? <laughs> Not at all. It was a very weird music program thing. Uh, it was very short lived. Okay. But you could like tune it to like a genre of music and it would find your stuff. It, it was a very interesting thing. I used it all the time. I found so many songs that way. All right. But there's a song by Megadeth, which already sounds bad, you know? Yeah. But they have a song called A Tout Le Monde. Okay. And it's a, so like the chorus is, is in French and everybody got so mad at that song when it came out because they thought it like promoted or romanticized suicide. Oh, Wow. And then the guy had to come out and go, no, this is a person who's dying. And he just wants to tell his, because even when I first heard the song, I thought it was his suicide note being written. Oh. But it's really, he goes, you know, it's just what I feel like somebody would want to say to their loved ones, like, before they die. Okay. Like, he could be on his deathbed for all you know. And, like, everybody can hear lyrics in a song and take them in a bad way if they want. If it's got right. questionable content, you know? That kind of reminds me of something that I was going to ask you. Okay. Let's see what you thought. Because I asked Taylor the other day. So we all know that Lil Nas X has released his new song. Yes, Montero. Montero. I listened to it again today. Uh-huh. It's just not my jam. You don't dig it? I mean, it. it's okay. It's not a bop by your it standards. It is not a bop. Like <laughs> I don't I don't get any type of way when I hear it, you know. Are you homophobic, Robert? <laughs> not even. <laughs> Everyone's a low guy. <laughs> but I don't know. There's like a lot of songs that are like super popular in culture and stuff and I never really care for them. Why? I don't know. Like I just I seem to like a subsection of music 
that just nobody really looks at. Okay. Like, I just like never seem to like a lot of the bigger stuff, right? What, like country music? <laughs> no, because I don't like half of that most of the time. Really? New country's really bad. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> um, But I was like trying to think about it because there was a lyric in the song that I picked up on because like the music kind of like drowns out and he kind of screams that one phrase and I was like, oh, okay. This song sounds kind of sad because he was saying uh-huh. that, like he wants to have sex with the people that he envies and stuff, right? Okay. And this also ties back into what we were talking about with the kids earlier because I've told Taylor... I don't know that I want my kid listening to music that's on the radio at the time because almost no song that's out has anything good in it, really. I know. Like, I listen. I remember when I was a kid, I listened to the Spice Girls and Blink-182, like, on repeat. Those are my two, like, go-to bands for some reason. And listening back to them as an adult, like, of course, they're still good music. But holy shit, some of these songs. I'm like, what are, what, what was I listening to as a kid? But I guess at that age, you don't really process it well yeah i don't know but so i was listening to that and so i came back to ask taylor and i was like i think i maybe know why i don't find myself drawn to a lot of the same music okay you got a theory yeah she was like why i was like i don't know i don't know if i don't have and i didn't want to make her feel bad so i was like i don't mean this in a bad way to anyone (laughs) listening right okay i'm not trying to like put myself like I've had such a good life or whatever, right? Okay. But in listening to most music, a lot of music is driven from pain. You know how they say artists, once they make it big, stop having the pain. So their music usually tanks, you know? Right. Because they don't have that driving force anymore. And I was like, do I not like, like a lot of music like this because I don't have the trauma to associate with some of this stuff? Okay. Does that make sense? I guess. <laughs> well, like, when you listen to a song, are you, like, looking at the lyrics to, like, associate yourself with it in some way? I mean, so when I listen to a song, I like to know the lyrics. Like, so I, I'll, I'll look them up usually whenever it's a new song and I like it. I'm like, oh, I like this one. What's it about? And I go look at it and listen to it again and be like, oh, it's about, like, a drug addiction. But I don't think I relate any more or less to a song when it is about something that... When it, like, ties that... to you in a way? Well, so I think I can relate more to songs that I can tie myself to, but if I can't tie myself to it, then I'm not less interested. Okay. So like, you know, songs about drug addiction, I'd never experienced that, but I still like them. (laughs) Well, yeah. But like, so there's like Melanie Martinez. Do you know her? I don't think I do. Um, She's the one. Oh, man. I do a Google. She does that song Cake, uh, Bubbles. Or no, Soap, I think is the name of that one. She's very cute. But like, you would actually really like her. She's got like a very, all of her oh, songs cry, are like, yeah, pretty much like women being abused by men in some way. Okay. <laughs> is that why I would like her? <laughs> well, I think you'd like some of the messages she puts out in them. Because in some of them, she okay. like rises up above it, you know? Yeah. But like, I don't really feel myself tied into the song because a lot of the... Th- kind of like why i don't really dig carrie underwood she's usually mad at me as a as like a man you know <laughs> she's the one who dug her key into the side of your pretty little souped up four-wheel yeah. drive and I, like i don't know i feel like a lot of the time when i'm listening to music i'm trying to like 
I guess I am trying to like put myself in the song in a way. Okay, yeah, you're trying to like see it from the perspective of the bard. Well, I well no because then you could I could just get into anything, you know. Like I don't know how I find music, and that was just a question that I had for Taylor, and I wanted to p- put that out there for everyone else. What draws you to particular music? Okay. Like, is there a type of thing that puts you off? If it's, do you try to listen more to music that you can relate to? Do you try to just listen to music that just sounds good? Like, what is it that draws you into a song? Yeah, that's a good question. Because now that I'm like thinking about it for myself, I don't know <laughs> what draws me into music. Like, I really like exactly. songs about heartbreak and just, I don't know why those call to me. But... Well, because I've noticed that most of the music that I listen to is generally just instrumental. Like, there's no vocals to have a particular theme or message in it. It's just the music. Like video game soundtracks and that kind of stuff. Yeah. So it's like, do this, do like the words almost ruin it for me sometimes, yeah. you know? Because if it's a song that's like pretty just like sad, I'm more than likely not going to like it. Right. Because I don't want to feel sad, I guess. If I'm looking to feel sad, maybe I would go find it. But, like, I wouldn't consider the songs, like, a bop, you know? I love songs that make me feel sad. I (laughs) seek out the sadness. So, I don't know. That was just a question that I had. Because, well, like, I never really got into rap, you know? But I feel like a lot of rap, rap has a lot of anger behind it. Because it's usually anger at the way that, like, you're being treated by like the system or yeah, something like, you know there's like usually an anger behind that you generally know? rap is made by an oppressed people so exactly you know so well plus rap i've also noticed that for me to really get into a song i gotta have the guitar okay if it's it if it's like just drums i don't care really and that's really what rap is so i just i've, I've just never gravitated towards it okay you know like just having a beat is not enough yeah like i found that out i i need the guitar to kind of draw me in you know yeah because i'll I'll listen to anything with the beat honestly and see that just doesn't keep me involved enough (laughs) which is like another thing that i was thinking about so i was like is it even about that i'm relating to the song am i just missing the instrument of choice that i like yeah maybe that's it you know you gotta find those good guitar ballads because mostly everything that I listen to has guitar in it and Taylor usually doesn't and she doesn't like rock music that I listen to because she said it makes her feel anxious. Really? Because it's usually like really fast or it's like really heavy in a way, right? Oh, and that okay. like that like makes her feel uneasy just with the sound like pressing in on her, you know? Yeah, that makes sense. So like that's like a whole topic that we could have at some point. Just like what draws you into the things that you like? you know that's that's a broad ass topic right there (laughs) but i don't know i just kind of thought about it because we were talking about gen z they were canceling people and i just it just made me think about that as well is chris brown canceled he's got to be canceled right i'm pretty sure he's been long gone since that whole thing went down i fucking hope so what a shitbag are you ready to nail this guitar solo uh yeah um before actually before we get into the ender i just want to like take a moment i realized that we never really thank our patrons when we do this and i feel like we should we should thank them 
Especially with it being our two-year anniversary. Yeah, I mean... Pretty much coming up. Not to wax poetic or anything, but I'm going to wax poetic a little bit. <laughs> I just... I'm really... I feel... I've been in my feels lately about just kind of who I am in society. And like... Because I feel like... I'm an office drone, you know? Like, my job doesn't super matter on the day-to-day level. I'm easily replaceable. And yeah. I think... Like, I have a lot of friends who work in really important, high-profile jobs or, like, in the public sector doing things with people, like, teachers and doctors and just, like, they're important, you know? They're people that are out there touching lives and doing stuff and making big research developments and things. And, like, yeah, I don't do that kind of stuff on a day-to-day basis. And so sometimes there's, like, there's a voice in my head that just likes to tell me that what I do doesn't matter and therefore I don't matter. Mm-hmm. And this podcast for me helps to quiet that voice because I think that like if at any time during the tenure of this podcast we have made somebody think about something differently or think about something new or just like even to make somebody laugh as cheesy as that sounds like if I have made somebody laugh today that I feel like I matter. Yeah. Right. So I'm just really happy that we have this podcast together and I hope that we keep on doing it literally until one of us dies or both of us die together in a <laughs> big fiery time. crash of podcast related incidents. Yeah. We plugged in one too many mics and the whole building just went up. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'll go ahead and piggyback off of that. I pretty much feel the same way. So I don't feel like I don't matter because my job doesn't because I know that I don't really care for the work that i do yeah uh i do want to share this little quote that i read the other day i think you might like it okay um it was basically to the tune of if you were to die today your job would would have to repost your job and then it would be filled within a month yep but your friends and family lose something that they can't replace yeah your job is not the important thing. Don't make that whatever it is that drives you, unless it is that thing for you, you know? Right. For for, for you and me, it's not. No. <laughs> this is kind of that thing for us. Yes. And that's why I think I was always drawn towards, drawn towards like movies and stuff. So, you know, you watch a movie from, let's say, the 70s today. That's something that person recorded... 40 years ago 50 years ago at this point yeah and that could have a message that shapes you as who you are today right i like this because it's a voice that can help influence a person that to me is an important thing i agree i like to be able i don't want to change your life and make you a different person but if i can offer you a respite from a hard time like Kelsey said, just to make you laugh right now, you get through this this hard hour that you listen to the show today. That's good enough. That's something. You know? Hell yeah. So, I agree. I appreciate you. And I'm glad that we do this. Me too. I can't wait to finally die in the horrible microphone fire of whatever year that's going to be. 2074. Yeah. Wait, 2074, okay. 20, no, 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 I can't, I can't do that. All right, it has to be 2070, 20, shit, 2062 for me. Yeah, okay, well, see, I gotta go past <laughs> that. 
Okay, my ghost will continue doing the podcast with you for the next 28 years, right? I have to make it to at least 2076. Good luck with that. Because me and my dad found a time capsule. What? In when? Little Elm one time. Oh my god. And they open it every hundred years on oh. the um, centennial. Cool. So the last time it, it, it was opened was 1976. Oh my god. So I kind of missed it. <laughs> Just by a hair. And my dad was like, you have to come back here. And like, that's a thing that we still discuss that in 2076, I have to come back there for my dad and me to oh. see that thing open up. That's really cool, actually. And I already know what I'm going to put in there, and you're going to love it. What are you going to put in there? I have a big, fat, little Pikachu toy that I'm going to throw in oh, that bad boy. Yes! <laughs> like, old, <laughs> old, fat Pikachu, you know? Oh, I love fat Pikachu. Oh, I have the figure. That's the only thing that I've thought of since I was, like, 12 years old and I found that thing. Oh, my God, amazing. And uh, it's going to go in there in 2076, so I have to make it to that. Okay. Okay, folks, please tell your friends about us and help us grow this wonderful audience. Don't forget to subscribe to us on your favorite platform so you never miss an episode because we release weekly every single Monday and we have done so for the past two years. Can I get a little bit of an applause for that? Because I feel like we deserve it. Okay. I'm, I, I want you to think about that. We <laughs> say think for a second. We say two years. So that's what? 52 by 52 again. That's 104. Yeah. But we actually have like 110 plus shows. That's 110 Mondays. Yeah, we've got, we've got a lot of little bits and pieces that we've released for you guys here and there along the way. That is 110 checks of punctuality. Check, check, check. Remember. So if you guys like that and you get a second to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, that honestly helps us out a lot. It lets more people find us when they go to the Google. It lets more people find us on Apple Podcasts, which is like the primary medium for podcasting still. So if you can drop us a five-star review out there, that really boosts us up in the rankings. And don't forget, while you're out there doing that, you can find us and friend us on all the social medias. We are Y-M-B-T-O-A-P. On Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. All about that Twitch this month. Uh, yes. We just did Little Nightmares. Little two. Nightmares 2, actually. Last week, we'll be doing Layers of Fear coming up this Saturday. Yes, Hope indeed. you guys are ready. I love streaming. I love it. I'm having so much fun. <laughs> I forgot how much fun we had in October. And this, again, is just like making me so happy that we have this podcast i mean maybe at some point that can be just like a weekly thing could you imagine if we made so it to a cool. point where we always did a stream like we had set schedules for that but also I, had the show that's that's the goal right there um and then we also finally got on the last one the big one only fans oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> come see robert's feet <laughs> No, we're finally on that Patreon, and as Kelsey has said, we want to thank all of you that are currently Patreons now. It truly means so much to us that you enjoy what we do that much that you're willing to give us even just the tiniest thing. We appreciate it so, so much. Yes. If you are currently not part of it, you want to know what you can kind of step into. Uh, we have a $2 a month plan. Gives you access to the Discord community that literally never stops. 
It's bumping all My day, God, all night. All the time. And then you also get little secret unreleased ramblings, our little pre-show workouts that we do with our vocal cords. And then if you like that and you want just, just a hair more, I just want to see a little bit more that they can bring me. If you join the $5 a month plan, you get our Patreon-exclusive YouTube page where we release a new review every month. We go deep dives on a movie, TV show, or a game. Uh, we did Control last month. It sucked. It was awful. <laughs> the game, not the review. The, re- the review is fantastic. No, yeah, the review is great, but the game, <laughs> it's it's okay. Uh, we've got a pretty good one coming up for you this month. Do you want me to go ahead and tell them? Uh, let's just tease out that it's going to be okay. another two movie review. Yes, we're going to be doing another little double feature movie review. If you can pick up what it is from that, you're a freaking sorcerer. <laughs> I'll probably be dropping nothing. some. Uh, I'll be dropping some hints in the secret Discord as to what the next review will be. I can't wait to see them because we literally gave one and Control was picked up on. I know. I got to get more creative. <laughs> but we've talked about Control. I don't think we've ever talked about these. Actually, yeah, you're correct. I, I don't think that they're going to guess this one. Now, I ha- okay, so here's my only hint. I have I have brought up what we're discussing in two different shows. In two different shows? For real? I have, well, it might have been the same one, but I have talked about these before. Okay. These are known that I like them, so that's all you get from me. That's all you get. Uh, so if either of those interest you, please go ahead and go sign up for Patreon. Either one. We would appreciate it. If you can support us, we would we would appreciate you for it. And don't forget, please, please don't forget the email. Please. The long lost art of email. It's so good. It's 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 the more formal text, okay? We want what you would like to see us do in a food taste test or drink taste test kind of thing. Yes. Uh if you have a specific franchise or tv show or something that you want to see us go deep on for a patreon review send that to us that would be an awesome one to get to or if you just have a topic for the show you just want to see us go deep we need to go deep again we need to go deep again it's been a long while since we put on the scuba gear yeah going deep is good it's so nice refreshing so please send us a listener mail with any and all things if you even just want to say hi like what you're doing give us a little smooch we'd love it Tell us Coke or Pepsi. What's your favorite brown? <laughs> What's your favorite brown? <laughs> what what can brown do for you? <laughs> Our theme song is and always has been The Groomaper Blows the Horn by Farage. I want you guys to go check him out on YouTube. I desperately want you to go check him out on YouTube. He's so good. And as always, thank you so much for listening and tune in next time to get the answers to that burning question every Monday. Really everyone? one more important sound we wanted you to hear we were rooting for you we were we were so proud of you you were you were supposed to be the chosen one (laughs) you're supposed to lead us into the light not darkness